HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. Hello, welcome to Japan Eats. I'm your host, Akiko Tayama, a food writer and the director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deep understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from Brooklyn, New York. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every day in the supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi ramen izakaya, but what is that exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, and I try to demystify it in this program with a good guess. My guest today is Shuichi Kotani, who is a New York-based master soba chef with over 25 years of experience. After working at prestigious restaurants in Tokyo, including Gonpachi and the Michelin star Edo Soba Hosokawa, he came to New York in 2008 and successfully served as executive chef at Soba Toto in Manhattan. And in 2012, he founded Worldwide Soba to introduce the profound culture of soba to the world. And since then, he has been crafting soba at events and consulting for restaurants in New York and beyond. And he's also a goodwill ambassador designated by the Japanese government to promote Japanese food culture overseas. And he has held various educational events about soba's health benefits, including seminars at Harvard University. So today we'll discuss what soba is, why soba making is spiritually important for Chef Kotani, various health benefits of soba, the sustainable nature of soba and its possibility for future food supply, and Chef Kotani's cool new restaurant Zuki, which opened in Greenpoint, Brooklyn in September 2023, and much, much more. But before we start, Japanese is available on the Heritage Radio Network website, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify as a podcast. So please go to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, whichever you listen to, and subscribe to Japanese. And please write a review. We really appreciate your feedback. Now, let's start a conversation with Chef Kotani. Hello, Kotani-san. Welcome to the show. Hello. So, uh, first, congratulations on a beautiful new restaurant, Uzuki, and we're going to discuss it uh, shortly. But first of all, uh, all, to get to know you, where are you from, and what did you eat when you grew up? Uh, yeah, I'm from Hyogo Prefecture of Western Japan. I grew up eating regular Japanese food. 
I grew up eating more somen udon than soba. Mm, that's a surprise. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but you've been making soba noodles for over 25 years now. So how yeah. did you get into the world of soba? Uh, that's a long story, but in short, I met my first master when I was looking for a job as architecture and because I had no experience, the only things I could find was working for free. The architect who offered to train me connected me to a soba restaurant in Yokohama so I can make a living. Mm. Right. Well, that's interesting. I, I got to know you a little earlier, so just a little mm. backstory. You started working for a Chinese restaurant locally, and then yeah. you found a magazine uh, that's for architectural designing restaurants. So that's how you got into um, architectural design, but then you ended up becoming a soba chef. Soba chef. So you never yeah. know what happens in the future. Yeah. Right. Okay. And uh, so you worked for a Gompachi restaurant which is yes. in Lopongi, and uh, I think Bill Clinton went there, and um, it's a very popular restaurant. And uh, yeah. is that true? You made over a thousand soba noodles a day? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was 24 years old. So, yeah, I'm making for the for eight, nine hours nonstop, and then I'm making over 1,000, yeah, average a day. <laughs> Yeah, crazy. Right. right. Well, that's uh, um, just for listeners. I I kind of uh, helped uh, Chef Kotani's demonstration of soba making, and I learned how he is skilled uh, in soba making, which is very almost uh, craftsman, artisan. It's it's the word master is not too much for him. It's really well, master never says master, but he really is an impressive mm. level of perfection. So, wow. Mm. Okay, and um, so and you also worked for uh, Hosokawa in Ryogoku, uh, which yes. is a, a very famous mission star restaurant. Mm. So, what what did you learn at the Hosokawa? Oh, that is a uh, yeah. I learned for the just more important to the mental for the yeah world of the soba. Uh, he's Hosokawa and Chef Hosokawa teaching me for the many, yeah, so like a function of the build up the uh, traditional 100% soba menu. And also he loved to uh, teach us for the, the, the original ceramic, mm. ceramic art for the soba dishes, yeah, for me. Mm. Right. Well, we're going to discuss your new restaurant, Ozuki, mm. later. But mm. um, I think that way of aesthetics that mm. needs to be um, it's a really important tool to communicate the value of soba mm. noodles. It's, it's mm. not just a soba, but it's a piece of art and serve it on piece of art. So we'll discuss it later, um, mm. how you serve your soba at uh, Ozuki. Yeah. So... Um, so I've known you since 2011 when I interviewed you for an article for a Japanese mm. magazine, and I fully understand that soba is far, far beyond your job, mm. just making food. So, and soba seems very important to you spiritually as well. Mm. So, why is soba so special to you spiritually? Mm. Yeah, I drink soba tea to relax, but most importantly, I knew uh, 
from my experience that you cannot make good soba unless you are mentally focused. Soba making the meditation to me and uh, it's very important to my lifestyle. Mm. Right. When you make Uh, soba, you often close your eyes to, I、mm-hmm. can see it, it's your fingers are fully focused on senses of soba powder and the water coming in. And it's almost like Zen <laughs> training、mm-hmm. to me when I look at you、uh, making soba. So,、mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Right. Okay, so we'll take a quick break here. And when we come back, we'll discuss the charm of soba. And it's profound culture behind it. So please stay with us. Hi, listeners. We wanted to let you know that Heritage Radio Network's Julia Child Fellowship application is now open. The fellowship offers an enriching experience for aspiring food writers and journalists who share our passion for food systems change. The fellowship is a great way to progress in the field of food journalism and digital media and will start in early January 2024. This fellowship will provide participants with hands on experience, mentorship, and access to an extensive network of industry professionals. The application deadline is November 27, 2023. Check out heritageradionetwork.org and click on the Julia Child Foundation Writing Fellowship link to learn more. If you or someone you know has interest in food studies and journalism, this might be a great fit. Go to heritageradionetwork.org and check out the application today. Thank you. Welcome back. You're listening to Japan Meets on HRN Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Akiko Tema, and my guest today is Shuichi Kotani, who is a New York based master soba chef with over 25 years of experience. So, Kotani san, let's talk about soba. So,、yes. <laughs> soba has a long history, and some people say it was grown in Japan about 10,000 years ago, and some people、mm. say it was after the 8th century、mm. uh, that soba began to be eaten in Japan, and soba. Means buckwheat as a plant,、mm. but、uh, more widely,、um, it means soba noodle dishes. So, first of all, what are the ingredients of soba noodles? Yeah, soba is made with buckwheat flour and water, but most soba you will find will have wheat flour added to that. Soba with wheat flour is easier to produce. And doable because they contain grain.、Uh, soba made only with buckwheat flour is gluten free, but is、uh, fragile and break easily, very easily, yes.、Mm, right. So, even you go to Japanese regular、um, soba restaurants in Japan, they have like、mm. 80% buckwheat, 20% wheat. Is that the regular proportion?、Mm. Yeah. Right, 2 8 is the regular.、Mm. Um, yeah, so but the 100% buckwheat, which is very technically hard to make without gluten, it, the dough doesn't hold together. That's really physically hard to make to just stretch the dough、mm. into thin noodles. So,、um, so the 100%, 100% buckwheat soba is called Tuari soba,、mm. right? And、mm. I think you have a brand of soba products, Tuari. Yes. Right. Okay. So、uh, I think, listeners, you can find it on his website, which I want to tell you later.、Um, mm. So the next question so, soba noodles can be made by industrial machines, but quality can vary widely, like instant ramen and all made up by famous ramen、mm. chef. So,、mm. what is the key to make 
making great soba noodles like yours. Oh, that is, uh, yes, I try to explain shortly about this. The buckwheat is, uh, my technique is that this is a secret, it's a uh, so skill, for, but the I can open, say something. This is a uh, buckwheat doesn't have a gluten, but the, my uh, technique is uh, I'm using for very traditional scale, like a uh, yugone. Yugone mm. is meaning I'm using a, as a strong, strong boi- boiling the water so, uh, immediately into the the grind, stone grind, the soba noodle, uh, so buckwheat flour immediately to mix it. And then, the help, the steam, steaming, helping with the uh, sticky for the in 15 minutes. So I'm using this technique for yugone. Mm. So that is uh, can make the 100% gluten-free noodle. Yeah, ah. but a very high scale, this one. So mm. very hard to, yeah. So uh, what's the temperature of the hot water? Uh, the boiling, two, over 200 Fahrenheit. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it has to be strong. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, my hand is very you know, <laughs> dangerous. dangerous. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's crazy. I, I have to uh, mm-hmm. uh, find an opportunity to be able to see it. Wow, that's, mm-hmm. uh, I think, a YouTube worst technique. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So uh, the soba is also known for its healthfulness. So mm. could you tell us the health benefits of eating soba dishes? Yes. Soba is gluten-free and contains great nu- nutrients and vitamin B such as uh, thiamine and lutein. Thiamine and support your metabolism and lutein is said to offer protection against cancer. Soba also contains tryptophan which increase serotonin. Serotonin help you feel calm and relaxed. Mm. I think it's contained in uh, Turkey as well. That's why after Thanksgiving mm. dinner, people <laughs> feel oh. sleepy and relaxed, <laughs> right? But uh, yeah, I heard a rutin. Uh, rutin is um, uh, powerful mm-hmm. um, effectiveness in strengthening blood vessels, and also I think if you keep eating soba, uh, in general, um, you know it helps kids growing. And in a healthy way and lower blood pressure, prevents mm. diabetes and cancer and all those uh, good benefits. And also, um, you know, in either period, uh, there is a very, very uh, mm. disease mm. widely uh, because uh, people started to eat, but then the highly milled rice, so they really lack the vitamins. But then uh, people learn if you eat soba, you can cure very, very. So that's another reason people found the health mm. benefit of soba. So... Yeah, and also famously, uh, Kotani-san, you, you don't get <laughs> hangover mm. because you, you eat no, so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that true? Yes, true, yeah. Okay, so I haven't found any medical paper, but I'm sure it's proven <laughs> by Kotani-san for the last 25 years. I, I believe it. Mm. Okay, so and soba is also known for being sustainable. And so could you tell us why soba is sustainable and perhaps good for our future food supply? Yes. Uh, I'm very interested in sustainable uh, about uh, buckwheat. That is a buckwheat grow in 72 days uh, plant to harvesting. 
that is a uh, they are unnecessary for the high nutrition in the soil. That is uh, automatically to making by themselves the uh, nitrogen, ma- magnesium, iron. So then many nutrition for the into the that is a uh, like a natural fertilizer. Hmm. The Amish people tell me the buckwheat is uh, they don't eat, so just uh, maintain the soil. That is meaning for the is already uh, big potential of sustainable, so unnecessary for the pesticide and uh, something uh, fertilizer to the is uh, just uh, being help to buckwheat is uh, helping many any grain to to maintain the soil and the farm. Mm. Mm. Right. So in other words, um, I heard it's even better not to have fertile soil to grow soba because mm. the soba mm. noodle, the plant itself can uh, self-produce nutrient, nutrients and put it into the soil. So in other words, you can grow um, soba plants in mm. somewhere in Africa where nothing else can yes. grow or... Like I think you remember, like you say, talking about growing mm. um, soba buckwheat plants on Mars, mm. potentially yeah. because yeah. it can create the ground, literally the ground mm. for other mm. plants to grow on. Mm. So yeah, that's very yeah. exciting. Yeah, and one more important thing for the is a natural fertilizer is meaning for the any grain can help to the root is growing longer more than short. Mm. The is a because pesticide issue the, is a root is a, become the very short. Just a one feet is an example wheat or corn, but the, the buckwheat helping for that and then unnecessary for the pesticide to to grow. And the root is become how many meter four five meter. Mm. It's become is keep the high moisture in the under the ground. Mm. That is uh, sustainable very much. About yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, so um, the admission to start uh, chef, the mm. barber at mm. Houston Barnes, he grows um, soba plants with your help. Mm. And uh, he's known for being sustainable. And his book, uh, The Third Place, he explains extensively mm. how important roots are because it is the foundation of plants to grow in a healthy way without chemicals. So that makes sense that you work closely with Dan. And uh, I really see that he sees mm. the future in soba buckwheat plants. Um, that makes sense. So mm. I think uh, you guys really, I respect highly and you're very visionary. So yeah, I'm so glad uh, something the Japanese plant, you're working with Dan and uh, you really um, paved the way for soba noodles to be globally recognized as sustainable. Mm. So, yeah. Anyway, so um, so there are many types of soba dishes, um, but it's not well known outside of Japan. So could you give us some favorite examples of soba dishes? Uh, that is, uh, I love for the duck soba. And the Uzuki, my restaurant, Uzuki restaurant, has a duck shio soba. It's a hot broth with... I'm boiling with uh, 12 hours overnight. It's a uh, it's cooked for the whole duck. And then, so that is a mix with a uh, uh, roasted duck, the French duck confit, and then process of the Chinese Peking duck, three kind duck into that. And then my 
I was uh, style a little bit, not traditional way, but uh, yeah, sim- very similar, popular in Japanese duck soba. Yeah, mm. it's a, that is a most favorite. And also is a hot, simply, so like a premium, premium rich, rich and uh, bonito flake with kelp, shiitake mushroom for the broth, it's a hot kake soba. And then that is a uh, also a uh, curry curry soba, the hot too. Mm. Right. Uh, so soba is a uh, kind of nice earthiness. That's the feature of I think the depth of the flavor is the charm of soba. One of the mm. charms. And uh, on top of it, like but, uh, something from simple seaweed to mm. come out that is very rich and deep mm. and mineral rich and it's so many flavors and either way soba noodles can support the deliciousness mm. of the topping so that's another thing endless variations and it's very regional too so mm. this is the future of travel uh, throughout japan you can see regional soba dishes and uh, um, i think i believe uh, there are more soba restaurants than ramen restaurants in japan so there's so much and it's it's a shame. Uh, ramen became a boom outside of Japan, but Soba hasn't seen that attention yet. But I really think, uh, in addition to that healthfulness, Soba has so much, um, so many possibilities. And uh, I think Shekotani is going to be a good bridge because he's he's uh, Kamo Namba. Mm-hmm. No, Kamo, Kamo Soba at Uzuki is so good. I can go back and anytime I can eat it. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, uh, so soba can be cold or warm, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, zaru soba or something. It's good mm-hmm. for cold season as well, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Right. So yeah, so any seasons, any region, and you can make your own soba style depending mm-hmm. on what's available, regardless of where you are in America or anywhere in the world. So. And uh, so we tend to think that soba means soba noodles, but there are other types of soba dishes other than noodles. Mm. So could you give mm. us some examples? Uh, yeah, another soba is a very traditional famous soba gaki, like a, uh, the image like a soba mochi, uh, buckwheat mochi, that we call the soba gaki. The, and also soba tofu, uh, back with flour uh, with mixed Japanese honkuzu root, aro root, and mix. This is uh, we call the soba tofu. And the soba canten is uh, we uh, uh, also soba tea mixed with, with uh, seaweed, the, the like a jelly, uh, seaweed jelly using uh, uh, like a dessert, soba canten. Mm. Yeah, example, yes. That's interesting because uh, in other countries, in Russia, there's a kasha, and then uh, in France, it's a galette. And I think in uh, Korea, there's a potato wheat that's like uh, made into noodles. And then in Nepal, there's a mochi style uh, buckwheat. So it's interesting. We tend to think soba noodles are noodles, but uh, before it becomes noodles, um, mm. it's just a chunk. Uh, kind of like a solid shaped, but really different styles and flavors. And mm. sobagaki is interesting, right? Because uh, 
Japanese people, before they developed soba noodles, they used to serve soba gaki. It's a more kind of chunky style. And what about soba miso, Tani-san? Oh, soba miso. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, depending for the, the soba restaurant yeah, making, the fermentation miso paste mixed with um, my restaurant uh, using, example, siso leaves and roasted buckwheat seed and then bonnet flake and scallion, example, and then mix into that. And then also, uh, that is a yeah soba miso, but uh, I was uh, soba miso and then torched the, the grill on the, the top and then a little bit burning for the miso. That is a grill miso, and uh, we call the yaki miso. Mm. It's a very rich flavor because fermentation with bonito and the miso. And then, as I recommend, this is a little bit salty because miso, and, uh, that is uh, drinking with uh, sake wine, is much also uh, nice fermentation. Sake is a uh, help for the good mariage with uh, miso. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, uh, that is uh, my favorite. Right. Yeah, so, yes. yeah, so it's like a uh, pairing snack with uh, alcohol because yeah. of the mummy and the depth of yes. the flavor. Right. Um, so what about the uh, uh, soba tea? Um, do you like soba tea? And how, how, what is soba tea? Yeah, so soba tea is uh, uh, usually uh, roasted, uh, deep roasted in the back with seed. So, but that is uh, it's only... The roasted is into the oven, uh, example, 300 over 300 Fahrenheit to keep two hours, become br- brown color, but uh, never come up for the soba tea. Soba tea is uh, using from the like a Tibet in the Indian and buckwheat. That is the most uh, high nutrition more than other buckwheat, but the taste is uh, super bitter. That they cannot eat for the directory, but that is a can uh, roast it to the for good for the tea, and then deep deep roast like uh, yeah same uh, thing. But uh, yeah, uh, that is uh, not only two hours; it's uh, almost roasted overnight, and then become be like a coffee bean. So, but is uh, more longer than coffee bean. And then become, you know, uh, boiling with simmering with water. It's it's changed for the color. Like a, looks like a mugicha. Mugicha is a brown tea, but the soba tea is a gluten free, no caffeine. Is high nutrition like a lutein, a polyphenol. That is a super 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 high nutrition drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, is a soba tea. Yes. Right. So once the soba tea uh, it's made, it's a like light brown, very clean, mm. refreshing, mm. very refreshing taste. And especially someone, I have a couple of uh, soba tea fans, and they are all Americans, mm. and they never taste mm. any soba tea before. They they have to have mm. it at home all the time because mm. it feels so good. Um, yeah. yeah, and I can drink uh, before bed and uh, something very refreshing. Mm. Yeah. One thing I, I wanted to ask you about is uh, sobayu. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. we don't know too much about sobayu. Even mm-hmm. many Japanese people are like, what is that? So can you mm-hmm. tell us what it is? 
Okay. So buckwheat has a very unique nutrition, vitamin B1, B2, B3, B5, B6, and skip B4. That is a, it's a high nutrition, and then that is a very easy to absorb. So the water, how to say, melt, melt to the water, is meaning while boiling the soba noodle, 100% soba noodle in, with boiling water, and then melt it down to the uh, the some ten percent, fifteen percent the rich nutrition, and then into the boil noodle boiler. That we are not wasting the the soup. How to say that boiling water that mm-hmm. we call the soba you. So after we in, enjoy the cold soba, and then we are remaining for the dashi brother. Mm-hmm still umami flavor be there and then that we uh, pour mix into the remaining sauce dashi uh, tsuyu sauce and then en- uh, enjoy for the remain for the rich nutrition with uh, uh, umami flavor that that is a sobayu so mm-hmm. the yeah so when and uh, you you guys are eating cold soba dishes please remaining sauce don't drink <laughs> before enjoy <laughs> right. the soba you yes. right yeah soba is something um people don't think of in a kind of like non-japanese culture but japanese people never waste anything that's mm. the rule mm. <laughs> of japanese food um, culture but yeah so once you have uh noodle soup which tend to be a strong flavor because you need uh, that strong flavor with soba noodles to be enjoyed yeah. with like soy sauce or and then if you add soba you, uh, mm-hmm. you can dilute that strength of saltiness, and it's at the end of the meal you really get satisfied without um, feeling too salty, and mm-hmm. uh, you get the nutrition. So it's such a traditional, um, good, smart mind to be nourished from just a boiled um, mm-hmm. product, and uh, mm-hmm. you have the full nutrition and you feel good about it. So yeah, it's I think uh, intelligent. A way to mm. taste um, all the nutrients available. So that's mm. sobayu. Mm. Right. Okay. So um, let's talk about mm. your new restaurant, uh, Uzuki in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. So uh, you opened in September 2023, and uh, it's a cool section, cool building, cool design. So um, you can tell us all about it. What is the concept of Uzuki and uh, uh, anything you, you're proud mm-hmm. of about Uzuki. What is Uzuki? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Uzuki restaurant is a gluten-free restaurant. Uh, we serve the Tuari soba, which uh, means that our soba only made with buckwheat and water. Uh, all of our dishes are gluten-free too, uh, other than soba noodle. We have soba tofu, soba yakimiso, soba ice cream, and jelly, and also very popular dessert, soba kanten. Uzuki is uh, like a small temple to me, so I feel relaxed and calm, and uh, I hope my customer feel the same. Yeah. Mm, I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's a good, um, good energy, uh, high ceiling, and uh, classic design, but but modern at the same time, and uh, mm. it's a very interesting 
part of Brooklyn is now Greenpoint. All cool restaurants opening in Green, uh, Greenpoint. That's my impression. And mm -hmm. um, you have uh, beautiful counter seats where you can see all the actions of soba making and also nice, comfortable tables. Mm -hmm. And uh, just to add, they have nice waiting wine bar, which is mm -hmm. very cool too. So, yeah, it's a very special place you created and I'm so glad you made it. Mm. Yeah, so what kind of uh, menu do you offer at Uzuki? Uh, the, yeah, uh, my uh, restaurant, so it's, I recommend to, uh, we have a bar, uh, good variety of the Japanese sake, Tsukino Katsura, that is, uh, is, is good for the all appetizer is uh, yeah good uh, pairing with uh, Japanese tsukino katsura sake and yeah uh, also and uh, that we have a cold selection like a, uh, like a tsukiji market we import from every week so and then the brewhim black tuna and then and sashimi. Uh, very fresh sashimi on the top with uh, tosaka seaweed. Tosaka is a red seaweed and very flavorful and they help for the more uh, it's a taste for the, into the broth. And that is a uni urchin from California. Uh, this week is getting Hokkaido uni mm. and that is a good mariage with 100% uh, soba noodle. And uh, yeah, but uh, ours menu is uh, so small because each menu is uh, we uh, want to customer enjoy for the each. And then, unfortunately, we don't have any zaru uh, soba, kake soba, very simple one. That is a uh, yeah. So maybe if you want to enjoy that, like a simple one, is uh, have to go maybe other restaurant, but. Uh, yeah, so my lesson is uh, uh, hope that people enjoy for the simple way, 100% soba noodle, but it's a very unique uh, ingredient, unique for the processing to, to cooking. Mm, yeah. Right. So every single dish has very carefully um, managed a composed mm -hmm. Uh, ingredients and uh, they're really in harmony so I was very impressed and also you know the sake brewery you chose Kinokatsura Brewery in Kyoto mm -hmm. and uh, the Tokube master who owns the, the brewery he's like mm -hmm. the authority of sake industry one of the authority members and so it's I can tell your menu is very carefully um, designed and also, yeah. I think your hospitality at the restaurant, you greet everybody at the restaurant and uh, mm. people really feel the hospitality, Japanese style, omotenashi. So, mm. yeah, I'm so glad you opened the Uzuki. So, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. So, uh, we mentioned earlier about the ceramics, how important it is mm. at the soba mm. restaurants to how you present the noodles. So, mm. at Uzuki, you serve most of your dishes in ceramics mm. made mm. by yourself. So, why do yeah. you make your own ceramics? Yeah, soba noodle are visually simple and plain. So I wanted to create a ceramic for soba that make them pop. And ceramic making very similar to soba making. 
and I often get into a zone, I ended up making so many than now most of the ceramic at Uzuki are made by me. Mm. Right. Well, meaning um, mm. sounds like when you make soba noodles, mm. you are in the zone. And when you make ceramics, you are in the maybe meditative state. And it's kind of like your process of meditating mm. when you make ceramics. Yes, same. Mm. Yeah, okay. like uh, uh, outer space zone. It's mm. a feeling. Right. Mm. Okay. And uh, I was surprised that it, you didn't, you haven't made uh, ceramics not so long. Like Yes. Right, like six months or something like that? Uh, currently, only three months. Oh, wow. Okay, I was impressed. <laughs> uh, because your design is more kind of reflecting nature, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. How, how do you describe your style of your ceramics? Uh, yeah, uh, because uh, long years ago, Almost 20 years ago, I worked at the Michelin One Star Ryogoku Hosokawa Soba Restaurant. Mm. That is, uh, I already had inspired from him. So he using for the very simple soba noodle, 100% soba towari style. And then with a very unique ceramic, he, he choosing for the, from the artist. But uh, my impress, he, he didn't make any ceramic, but uh, Definitely, uh, sometime I will wanted to make the, my ceramic. The twenty years I have a uh, many Im- image for the for that. Mm, yeah, right. yeah. I, I want listeners to experience actually see how uh, the actual noodles are like say mm-hmm. pop on his place because I think it's consistent what you wanted to express in noodles uh, really mm. well presented in a very natural style of uh, mm. ceramics. So, yeah, that makes us a whole energy comes out <laughs> from one bowl. Mm. And all customers seem to be very enjoyable, are enjoying mm. the, that style of energy coming out of mm. your dishes. Right. Mm. So, uh, so what are your plans and dreams? <laughs> yeah. Yes, so, yeah, good question. So that is, uh, I have a dream and plan for the yeah using through to the buckwheat uh, potential um, i already explained about buckwheat has many potential and nutrition for to help with a health benefit to the human that is a uh, very easy to understanding uh, while i i'm doing this job and then I want to help for the for the human, the like, uh, you know. So uh, the the buckwheat is, I believe, come from outer space uh, because shape is a design is a, like a, looks like a pyramid. So and I I can imagination for the from this is uh, uh, helping us through to the long long history through to the outer space. That is, I want to try to bring to the buckwheat to the space. A example, Mars and the moon, and then any space ship into, you know, long, long civilization after this. And then, so I visiting for the Africa, Senegal before, and then I being for the visiting for the 
Giza pyramid with uh, Cairo. That is a uh, that is uh, already uh, the soil is a very dry area. That is I would try to bring to the uh, mass and same condition with Cairo and, and Africa, and then grow the buckwheat under the ground. That is a natural fertilizer help to the weather and also any uh, organic vegetables under ground. That is the same uh, condition to make an example using for the underground nothing any like a light, but uh, like a space uh, technique for the hydroponic system to under the ground. And then uh, generator to uh, give it to the light, and then water is a uh, flowing for the like a hydroponic system, and then same uh, new uh, system is can use space and then the Africa. That is Africa is now is growing the kids children for the has potential to learn for the like a like a space like a. Uh, like a programming system and then mechanic system that is a uh, we can share for with Japanese people, US people to share with this technique engineering. Mm-hmm. So and then so some days uh, the children is uh, growing up to helping Japanese kids and then you know loop just a US government and then any world is issue for the like a uh, fighting that is a uh, you know just a buckwheat it can help everything to to you know through to the health benefit like a serotonin and has a serotonin and nutrition protection the cancer issue for the life uh, protecting the damage of the te- uh, chromosome of telomere and then um, increase microphasy everything for the has potential the human necessary right now so yeah, that is uh, my yeah my dream to want to share more through to the government. Uh, yeah, most oh, m- mostly people uh, understanding little by little. That's why so I'm going to the Harvard University to sharing this this skill and then also Japanese government, U.S. government. Yeah, already did it for almost there. And mm-hmm. yeah, so that is a uh, I'm going to that so yeah i i think uh, you're gonna make it happen i like when i met you first time you already mm-hmm. mentioned this moss thing and i thought mm-hmm. like mm, okay <laughs> becoming <laughs> more realistic because now we are actually going to mars mm-hmm. and uh what what's the food supply right and really the so mm-hmm. scientific um evidence mm-hmm. that it can grow where mm-hmm. nothing else can grow and that's mm. why Harvard University uh, mm. people are interested in what you do, and but mm. maybe NASA, and also I mentioned Dan Barber, all those um, mm. forward-minded people actually make the future, move the needles. Mm. They are working on it. So yeah, mm. I, I'm. I hope it's gonna be soon that you're gonna mm. make your dreams come true, and you have many <laughs> dreams. So, yeah. right. So where can we find your updates online and on social media? Yeah. You can follow me uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, at Mark Worldwide uh, Soba Official. Any update on the restaurant Uzuki is at uh, at Mark Uzuki New York on Instagram. Yeah. Okay, so the Instagram and also Facebook Worldwide Soba, and then Uzuki. I think it's Uzuki U Z U K I underscore N Y. So Uzuki 
New York. So, yeah, um, well, keep, please do keep me posted and uh, you can come back uh, and give us um, all teaching us about the pot- potential of soba noodles and how delicious it is. That's a very important mm. point. We cannot stress mm. more. Right. So thank you so much for joining us today, Kotani-san. Thank you very much, Akiko-san. Right. So listeners, if you have any questions or comments about the show or suggestions for show topics or guests, please contact us at japanese at heritagevideonetwork.org or akikatema.com. Japanese is a weekly program and it's always available at heritagevideonetwork.org or as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify as a podcast. Our engineer is Tim Warner, and thanks for listening. I will see you next week. Japan Eats is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.